attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about how Thetan Scientologists are reborn time and time again through a process called assumption, getting stronger in each incarnation, are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Edge of Tomorrow? He or she has the ability to create new and better realities and improve conditions. <laughs> We do that every show. That's the plot of Edge, Edge, Edge of. I always want to say Edge of Darkness. Wow, what an intro! <laughs> Edge what, of Darkness. What yeah. an opening. <laughs> Mel Gibson's permanent mailing address, as Steve Clark <laughs> once said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, being born again, time and time again, till you get it right. Yeah. Well, that's a question people always ask when uh, a, a known Scientologist, you know, is in a movie. Like, the, what was that Will Smith one? Is like, is this? What's the Scientology message in this? You know? Yeah. yeah. After Earth. Yeah, why, after why, why are we not asking that about the Jenna Elfman movies? <laughs> <laughs> that question answers itself. Welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. You know, I've been listening to my gut since I was 14 years old, and frankly speaking, I've come to the conclusion that my guts have shit for brains. <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club, all too close to Burbank Airport. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week. Basically, search the movie guys anywhere you like on the Googles, and we come right up. iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, and of course, themoviegues.net, absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe where you can, and if you do, still, no charge. Hey. Newly posted to themovieguys.net, you can read a review of The Big Ask by mm-hmm. Justin Bowler, who is, who is joining us in studio this Woo-hoo-hoo! week. Justin Bowler. Can we get a round of applause for that guy? In the Karen chair. No, no, stay seated, Justin. <laughs> uh, later, we'll talk about The Big Ask, product of our guests Thomas Beatty and David Krumholtz from a few weeks back. And you can also find our showcasts like the one you're listening to on the iocomedynetwork.com, Comedy Podcast Network Break, and clips from the shows on Funny or Die. And check us out on WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 Eastern, and Jonas Mountain Radio, Thursdays at 6 Eastern. Your hosts for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves include myself, Paul Preston, here with Lee Caius and Adam Witt. Later in the show, we'll talk horror movies with Ray Scalacci. Hey, the Scalacci. Hey, hey. Scalacci. Have you tried the Scalacci? It's fresh. Oh, I have it with great. the meatballs. <laughs> the Scalacci and meatballs. But front and center, as always, we bring you our signature take on what's opening this weekend with our patented movie reviews. And this weekend has two big films. First, did you ever think the movie Groundhog Day would make a great violent video game? No? Well, it happened anyway with Edge of Tomorrow and Set Noses on Run. <laughs> it's the fault in our stars. I believe we have a choice in this world about how to tell sad stories. On the one Slowly, hand, with that voice. You can sugarcoat it. And nothing is too messed up that can't be fixed with a Peter Gabriel song. No. Shouldn't they have played a Peter Gabriel song right there? Well, you know what? That's the thing. There's no Peter Gabriel song in the whole preview. Right. And hey, what a perfect movie for Salisbury Hill, right? <laughs> Hang on a second. Come on, that is a Salisbury Hill movie. Allow me. And nothing is too messed up that can't be fixed with a Peter Gabriel song. Much better, Paul. Right. Much better. A little bit about life. Love. That love is just to shout into the void and, and that stars. oblivion is inevitable. And I am in love with you. Climbing up on South Hill. You know, there's a number of songs of his that could work here. I'm Augustus Waters. I've been in remission for about a year and a half. Don't you know you're gonna shout in the <laughs> 
Now I want to see that movie all of a sudden. See, there you go. Wasn't interested before with the raspy Lindsay Lohan vocals, but now totally in it. Are any of us going to go see that movie? Any of us? Not unless I lose a better get a girlfriend. Adult males. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. And I think one would precede the other, actually. (laughs) Now, if those are young adult novels, what, what does that make us? I think that's sci-fi silence. fans. Killed the sci-fi movie. fans, yeah, yeah. Just, I can tell one. you one thing. Uh, hey, let me mention uh, rotoflix.com. R-O-T-O-F-L-I-X. How's that going for you guys? I scored some points. Yes. Points. The points. second week into Godzilla started Godzilla. Uh, he didn't start Godzilla. For those of you who uh, don't know and should go to check the website and check it out, you can still jump in and start a summer league on this. It's fantasy football for movies, where you predict what box office is going to happen and choose movies that will get big box office. This week, I've had like nothing going on point-wise. Same with uh, Karen. Last week, she had Maleficent and the director and the star, and she had Seth MacFarlane. Last week, I had uh, a Million Ways to Die in the West, which didn't do so great. But next week, I've got Edge of Darkness and The Fault in Our Stars, capitalizing on the weekend. Ooh. What I need to do more of is what I think you're doing, which is dropping <clears throat> and adding to your roster. That Steve Schmidt started doing that. Yeah, Karen started doing it. Now it's working out for her. I think she's going to jump back into the mix of, of what points Steve's here. actively subbing. He people started. In that. Yeah, he's done it in a while, but he started out with like, oh, "I'm going to get this guy," just because otherwise you play nothing if you're waiting for a certain director yeah. or actor's movies to open. You might as well start Legends of Oz. You'll yeah. get like the three million, you know, uh, that it, that'll yeah. make in the box office. Huh. You need to pay more attention to what's going on in the world, right? Paul sent me that email, and I never got around to it. You know, I did. I'm so <laughs> bad, even when it comes to movies. I'm so bad at joining like leagues and yeah. these little uh, fantasy things. I know. I'm just even when it comes to movies, I wanted to do it really badly. And yeah, there'll be an Oscar one. Yeah, yeah, which is how the whole thing. Well, started, football season so. will be here sooner. Anyway, right. That one competes <laughs> at the same time. It runs concurrently. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's too much for me. Choose right. your choose your thing. I'm going to do a football poll this year. Damn it. Oh, hey, now, for those of you um, who are familiar, or not so familiar, I should say, with our program, we're not like other movie shows. We don't sit here and meticulously describe the hard-ons we have for such-and-such photo leaked from this set of Star Wars, Episode Seven: The oh, Fire Planet. Although some of them were that cool. Um, <laughs> we're a comedy show that loves movies. But every now and then, we do feel the urge to cover movie news just for you, and we do that in a little segment called The Latest. <laughs> So what is shaking and baking in Hollywood? Let's roundtable it. Our first story, Brad Pitt was attacked on the red carpet for uh, Maleficent when Vitaly Sejuk, a former Ukrainian television reporter known as a red carpet prankster, tried to hit him. Thoughts, Lee? First rule of attacking Brad Pitt on the red carpet is you do not attack Brad Pitt on the red carpet. Of course. Mm -hmm. Justin? The second rule of attacking Brad Pitt on the red carpet is you do not attack Brad Pitt on the red carpet. Naturally. Adam? Only in Russia is punching someone considered a prank. You ever hear the one about the poison you just drank? (laughs) Eti bezumnyeni ruskie. Shocked at the event. (laughs) It's Russia. Shocked at the event, Angelina Jolie reacted with the only coping mechanism she has and adopted a nearby Laotian child. (laughs) Disgust. Um, I don't know. They had clips of this guy doing a a bunch of things. Did you see him try and kiss Will Smith? No, but that's the point is that there's no... 
there's no good f- footage of, of him landing the, no, landing no, no. the kiss. Nobody was shooting. 800 cameras, yeah. every conceivable angle, no shot of it. It's uh, a red carpet, wow. I mean, people were looking the other way while the guy tried to punch Brad Pitt. Is this the guy that crawled under America Ferrara's dress at Cannes? Yes. And, and is yeah, the same yes, but also it, you look at it's like okay, you know, kiss somebody or throw some water on them, to crawl underneath someone's dress. That's completely different than punching someone, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's got a terrible sense of humor. I think that's exactly. what the media has missed in this. And who thinks they can take Brad Pitt? I mean, you got to be like, is he a huge guy or something? Because he looked pretty lanky. I don't know. Tall guys fight until they're hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> big guy, big reach. <laughs> but this, remi- this reminds uh, the joke about only in Russia is punching somebody in the face. A joke. Have you ever watched the uh, Mexican version of a, of Mexican's funniest home videos? No. It's no. invariably a truck full of people crashing into a bridge abutment and bodies <laughs> being scattered all over the that's, freeway. That is that's not a real show. They do not really have. That. And then to make it funny, they go. Boy, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like they do during a soap opera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In our next story, Jonah Hill, cinema's most lovable schlub was caught calling a TMZ reporter a derogatory word used for homosexuals after the reporter had been hounding him all day and making fun of his shorts. Thoughts, Justin? That's definitely an inappropriate word. Not the F word, but the word reporter after TMZ. No question. Adam? In in all fairness, he was yelling at the paparazzi. Look, no matter what insult he yelled, he was going to insult somebody. Maybe the real problem here is that we have yet to come up with a slur for someone who stalks and follows people while taking pictures and make fun of them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I hate them so much. Lee? How can anyone think Jonah Hill's anti-gay? He starred in that movie Moneyballs. I think you're confused. <laughs> but there is, no? there is a silver Uh-oh. lining. Moved by the performance, the Motion Picture Academy immediately nominated Jonah Hill. So, there you go. <laughs> Discuss. There you go. Okay, I have been on the movie guys before uh, as a Jonah Hill hater. As in, he just comes from a rich family. I'm not saying the guy's not talented. Wait a minute, wait, he does? You get ready to hate yeah, a lot yeah, of Hollywood. He, oh, yeah. Fart. I know, but, it, but it's he's not pretty funny. He's been nominated for an Oscar twice. Oh, well, I'm not that's, saying he's not funny. He's I, I don't funny. get that. Like, exactly. He got that because of who he knows and who his family is, and that drives me crazy. Now, being someone who does not like the guy or doesn't give him all the kudos everyone else does, I think he was totally... This This is totally wrong, what happened to him. Yeah. Uh, now, the... the uh, 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 can someone tell me what's so great about his performance in The Wolf of Wall Street? I, I mean, I guess I need to see it again. His teeth? Yeah, his teeth are a big yeah. part of it. <laughs> I guess really, so. really brought it home. I can't remember who was excluded. See, just like that, boom, I've forgotten the last year's Best Supporting Actor... Uh, Potentials. Yeah. In a slight defense of Jonah Hill, which is also the defense I, I like used. The guy. I like him. I think he's uh, he's a very. Sur- if you need Jonah Hill in your movie, you can't do better than Jonah Hill. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But this is also kind of the defense or the explanation. I don't want to call it a defense. An explanation that I used for Mel Gibson's little drunken tirade on Malibu. When you want to be mean to somebody, you say mean things. Yeah. That's the whole point of mean things, is to be hurtful and insulting. So it doesn't necessarily reflect somebody's personal beliefs or character. I just want to say something that hurts you in the moment. It's really weird. I mean, I grew up... Uh, a little bit in the in the country, and uh, that that word... I grew up a little bit in the rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, unlike like Look say up, kids. unlike say the N word, the the F word, the new F word mm. was like a thing you now now that's the reason it's a terrible slur is it's what you called things that are awful. Like I hate that thing. It's a you know right. whatever. But it was used pretty commonly not as an anti-gay thing. It's like it's like it's like people say gypped. Ah, oh, you gypped me. 
how much do you hate the gypsies? Well, nobody even thought of that. <laughs> that was just a word you used, yeah, right? Right, right. So right. that was just one of those words, and you know, only later did it become <laughs> right. Yeah. Like nobody's like, <laughs> man, that, that guy stuck hit. around. An Indian giver went you know, away. <laughs> although, although in, in defense. Gypsies killed my dog, and I want to You feel pretty gypped from that. <laughs> you want to hear those jippers? Yeah. You jippers! Yeah. You want to hear the N-word? Just jump on uh, online gaming. Oh, really? This is yeah. what I've Got heard. little teenagers what? sitting in their room and just say, yeah, you're just calling everybody oh, every in, name in the in book. In the hip way? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, in the way that you're a loser <laughs> and you suck at the game and you should <laughs> no, die. No one's nice in a hip way online. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and they're all nine-year-olds. Yeah. Well, you know what? All this is what we need. We need a hip hop artist, a rapper, to take the f word and make it uh, street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's okay. And then it's cool. Then it's then like, it's oh totally man, he's just down with it. He's calling him a faggot. Homosexuals <laughs> don't call each other that, though, do they? Yeah, they don't I run around. You, you my they faggot. Do. You think so? I bet yeah. you they do. Oh, I bet you. I'm, I'm saying this is a very straight man. With peace and love. On. With peace and love. With peace and love. <laughs> peace and love. Well, Queen is a a very commonly Queen? used right nomenclature amongst the group. Yeah, that's that, definitely that used queen. amongst oh, the group. Oh, what does that old queen know? Yeah. I'm looking at Justin for right, confirmation. Right, right. <laughs> Justin, tell us about that. Please, in, shed well, some light in, on this. In my culture, you look like you moisturize. Um, Go ahead. Right, right. right. <laughs> you know, I, I do a lot of that. Commonly, most people think I, I am. You seem right, supple. Right. No. Answer yeah. the question. <laughs> when, when, uh, when a homosexual sees your shaved chest, right. do they call you a queen? <laughs> usually. Usually. It's usually a lot of hugging first and maybe a massage on the neck. <laughs> And hey, let me just say one last thing about this. The paparazzi are massive fucking How can assholes. they get away with that? How can know. they not be yeah. at fault? Yeah. It's so weird. You try, you, if I walked behind a person all day and yelled stuff at them and I didn't have a camera, I'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'd get beat up. Put right. a camera in my hand. Oh, uh, yeah, he's fine. And you owe it to yourself to find the YouTube video where Joseph Gordon-Levitt turned his camera oh, phone yeah. on a couple of paparazzi guys and just made them uncomfortable for a while. Yeah. And they continued to be huge assholes, knowing they were being recorded and it would probably get... They, they but just, they were also ironically upset that someone was putting yeah, a exactly, camera on yeah. them. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final story. The sequel to 2016's Man... Oh, wait a minute. The sequel to 2014. 13's Man of Steel, coming out in 2016, keeps making headlines, most recently revealing Ben Affleck in his Batman costume. Now, the movie has received a title, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Mm -hmm. Thoughts, Lee? Well, that's coming out in 2016, or 15 Marvel movies from now. True that. Adam? <laughs> Good point, Lee. Warners has uh, promised to maintain its competitive strategy of putting out one press release for this movie for every Marvel Studios film. Interesting strategy. Justin? Does it matter what the movie is called once they decided to call the actor who's playing Batman Ben Affleck? Well, it's news. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> I'm a Ben Affleck uh, supporter. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm rooting yeah. for him. He, I think. What's he, so wrong about fine. him again? He'll be fine. I can't. He's not the best actor, but I think he's the kind of actor that will benefit greatly from having a mask on. I. I <laughs> Because <laughs> of the jaw, right? He's all jaw, yeah. and you know he's always been kind of weird to right. watch in his movies. I think he'll do well behind a mask. But although you did point out uh, Daredevil, that he didn't quite. Yeah, but was he I the like problem Daredevil. with Daredevil? He wasn't. He's the not the problem with Daredevil. With Daredevil. No, I haven't you know, seen it. There were a lot of problems. The, my, the writer director biggest... of Ghost Rider also might be the problem. With yeah, Daredevil. exactly. <laughs> I think Stephen the... Johnson. Yes. yes, director of When in Rome with Kristen. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think the biggest Man? problem behind the reason I think there was so much hate for Ben Affleck is just because if Deal. you're going to go with someone who is in their 40s to be Batman, I think you know there were so many other names that were thrown around. I personally would have loved to have seen John Hamm in the role. I don't want to see him fighting though. I want to see Ben Affleck fighting. John. 
Ham would not have. John uh, Hamm's Josh fine Brolin in the tuxedo. was another one as well. They're fine in the tuxedo, but once you get him in the suit and fighting, I don't like either of those ah, two you, guys. You I'll you take Ben Affleck. Teach yeah. him how to fight. I don't yeah. know. Really, Brolin? I would have taken Brolin in the suit. Brolin, I guess I'd take Brolin. Brolin can kick ass? Come on. He's Josh Brolin. But maybe the director didn't Do like Do not Josh say Brolin. it to his face because he will punch you in the balls. <laughs> it's all, wait, hey, speaking of which, it's all Zack Snyder from here on out. Whatever he says goes because he's got the. This is superhero true. movies for like the next. They've run out years. of people to this trust. They try to do all these other movies, and they're like, "Ah, the only guy that made one that made any money was <laughs> was Zack Snyder." Yeah. All right, whatever you want. However, I will say this is one of the worst titles in the history of, of, of movies. Right? Come on, it's pretty Batman shell. V. <laughs> well, Not even uh, verse Batman V. Yeah, to think it's two years away too. Good lord, we're already talking. about I mean, this this is we're gonna have a dawn of the planet of the apes well, next month. I'm pretty month. sure the last three press releases have come after Captain America, <laughs> Spider Man, and X Men. I check the math. When Guardians of the Galaxy comes up, be like, oh, we got another cast member. <laughs> Here's the car in color. <laughs> Here's the Wonder Woman costume. Wonder Woman's in it. Do we all know that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Played by Gal Gadot. Is that how you pronounce it? I was I, hoping I someone would come on here. God bless you. That. I don't think it's Godot. I think it's Gal Gadot. <laughs> I don't know. She's something all right. It's She's pretty very cool. skinny. I mean, they put the word justice in the title because they want to build up to, this is the beginning of a new trilogy, right? right. They're building up to Justice League. Not, not because there's Avengers, the because they had this idea on their own. <laughs> why not call the first Justice League movie Dawn of Justice? Hey, that's a crazy well, idea. See, this is how it's beginning. This is how it's beginning. Yeah, they have oh to call God. it the Justice League, right? No. DC's the Justice DC's League. DC's the like yeah. Marvel's League. Avengers. Oh, Marvel's right. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be Warner Brothers. All right, let's get to this weekend's big new releases, including the biggest movie star out there, Tom Cruise. Another film from his ongoing Of series. So now, <laughs> joining Days of Thunder, The Color of Money, and War of the Worlds is Edge of Tomorrow. Here we go. Get ready to go. Back to the future. And then back to the future and then back to the future again in Edge of Tomorrow. In Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise plays William Cage, a futuristic soldier who has to fight to save Earth from aliens who have already won the battle, because that happens in the future. But after he loses, he tries to win by going back and fighting them again for the first time in the past. And there's time travel. Damn it, I just really blew the preview of Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, man. You know, Paul, if there was only some way to relive this day over, and then we could go back and do it over again... Get ready to go back to the future and back to the future <laughs> and then back to the future again in Edge of Tomorrow. In Edge of Tomorrow, an alien force has invaded Earth. A swift defeat is seen through the eyes of William Cage, a futuristic soldier played by Tom Cruise, who fights the war over and over, each time dying on a beachfront, but then fighting again because he's a time traveler. And I messed up again. Oh, no one's going to understand. Okay, look, look Paul, out. you're getting better every time you try. That's so, true. so just let's keep going. You'll, you'll beat this thing. Okay. Get ready to go back to the future. Back to the future. <laughs> and then back to the future again in Edge of Tomorrow. Tom Cruise plays against type as someone who's not good at everything. But in particular, he's not good at saving Earth in Edge of Tomorrow as a soldier during America's defeat in an alien invasion. Every day, waking up to relive the same day over and over again. <laughs> Huh. 
You know, I don't know if that's the best Groundhog Day drop you could have chosen, but uh, yeah. no, it's true. There's no. a lot of them. You know what? I, 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 I think I think we can do better. Oh. <laughs> Get ready to go. Back to the future. <laughs> back to the future, and then back to the future again in Edge of Tomorrow. <clears throat> in Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise plays a futuristic soldier who lives the same day over and over again. Ned Ryerson. Bang! Bang! <laughs> Each day... <laughs> Each day, <laughs> each day reliving Earth's defeat in an alien invasion. Despite being armed with powerful iron exoskeletons and an onboard computer. Sir, perhaps you should take an aspirin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they lose over and over again because the aliens are the best there is. So good at war, some might even call them the Tom Cruise of planetary genocide. That's right, Tom Cruise is here doing what he does best. Kicking ass and riding motorcycles and shooting guns and traveling through time and training for combat and wearing body armor and making coffee and order, offering explanations and figuring things out and falling from airplanes and entering rooms and running and talking and waking up and smiling and being charming. <laughs> Cruise plays William Cage, a major in the Army who's thrown into a time loop where Bruce Willis tries to explain what's happening. I don't want to talk about time travel. Because if we start talking about it, then we're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. And according to IMDb, there are other actors in this movie. What? Why? <laughs> when fellow Special Forces soldier Rita Vratasky, played by Emily Blunt, realizes he's living the same day over and over, she hatches a plan to train him to win the war. So there's plan hatching for all you fans. Live, die, repeat has now been reduced to an action movie hashtag. Take that, Buddhists. Getting a pretty boy, <laughs> getting a pretty boy to understand the calculus of battle might seem like a task greater than fighting aliens, but luckily she has all the time in the world. Of course, we'd be remiss in our duties as smartasses if we didn't mention that one of the leads in this movie belongs to a crazy religion that thinks by believing a certain way makes you all powerful and live forever. That's right, Emily Blunt is Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> this actually is video game the movie. You play it again and again, and you become smarter, or at least you think so because you keep hitting reset. The whole thing is directed by Doug Lyman, who has his own theme song in the end credits. God, I don't remember that being so dramatic. <laughs> if I were him, that'd be my ringtone anytime someone called me. Lyman. <laughs> With its repetitive nature and attempt at a romantic subplot and nearly unbelievable story, you might think that you're watching a soap opera. Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> this portion brought to you by Camay. Camay's rich cleansing lather helps you have your most beautiful complexion at every age. Commercials with 70s is correct. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Uh, but Tom Cruise looks pretty battle-weary in this one. Well, Paul, he is turning 52 in a few weeks. And when Tom Cruise looks back over his shoulder, he sees a thousand younger leading men. And he knows someday he'll have to play an old retarded grandpa. <laughs> Someone young who plays his sexy son. Ouch. 
Well, wow. I don't long for that day. But, <laughs> hey, Paul, how do you know this movie is going to be great? Oh, let me guess, because it has Tom Cruise in it. <laughs> well, yes, but besides that, because there are about a dozen trailers out there, and every one of them is different, and every one of them gives you more clues to the plot, but none of them gives away the ending. He is in Tom Cruise control. <laughs> Tom Cruise plays one of two parts. He's either the best or he's the savior. <laughs> oh, who am I kidding? Tom Cruise is always the best in every movie he's in. <laughs> Hey, we did it. Hey. Oh, we got through the preview yes. of Days of Future Past. I mean, Edge of Dark, it's Edge of Tomorrow. Shit, damn it. All right. Restart again. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> All right, just kidding. We got you on that one. We, I'm only playing that cube in the current timeline for maximum hilarity. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. For nothing, but if Tom Cruise was in a comedy, it would be called Maximum Hilarity. Because <laughs> it still sounds intense, but you know, you're just there for jokes. I would love it if some kind of, if once in a time travel movie, you had somebody who would actually say, who'd get angry if they had to repeat things, like, damn it! Well, he wakes, go through this again and again! He wakes up a little frustrated, right? In, in the trailer, it looks like he's getting pissed when he wakes up every time on the deck of the, he's got the handcuffs well, his, on. His last memory is whatever he just lived, right. so yeah. it's often like, ah! Uh, like whatever thought, that yeah. just was. Yeah. I thought it was always him being upset he just got killed. Yeah, it seemed uh, like at one be. point yeah. they're like, well, let's reset and start again tomorrow, right. and he's like, no, come on! <laughs> yeah, she shoots him in the head and he goes, ah! When he wakes up. Yeah, this looks pretty badass sci-fi stuff. This really is like Saving Private Ryan, uh, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Going yeah, on you're right. The uh, beach invasion. Yeah. And Doug Liman's a very meticulous filmmaker. I've heard a huge pain in the ass. I heard he shot like ha over reshot like half of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But that movie's awesome. Yeah, I was iffy on that movie. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw it after the fact. Oh, my my bar was very low and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just that movie just... C clearly appears to be not edited but re-edited like it is just precise <coughs> like there are just it's frame accurate in so many ways and that all the tones they create so i don't know same with swingers yes <laughs> yes swingers yes. <laughs> <Which he> directed. <laughs> and go now yep. we were talking about this earlier um i'm working and i think adam's working paul's working justin you can join us we're working on our tom cruise impersonations oh okay because that sounds like the one that you should be able to do because he has such a distinct yeah. way of but speaking. But he's also kind of normal sounding, which oh, are yeah. the tough ones to do. Yeah, the problem is that he sounds normal, but he has a very distinct pattern of like exhaling. Yeah, he has that. Well, yeah, you can hit the the we're voice gonna or lose, not. Yeah, and we're gonna lose big. <laughs> we lose everything. It's I, that dramatic. Gotcha. Help me. <laughs> Help you! <laughs> I can only do Tom Cruise yelling. It is underwear wherever you buy it. <laughs> in Cincinnati or whatever. <laughs> Ray, Ray, am I using you? He's answering a question from a half hour ago. <laughs> half hour ago. I slide into Dreyfus if I'm not careful. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do what he did on Oprah, which is a. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you put out yeah. 50 great movies, you jump on one couch. Yeah. You know? Yep. <laughs> and you put out a nine minute wacky Scientology video. And you yell at Matt Lauer. But other than that. Right. <laughs> you're glib. You're, uh, you're so glib, Matt. Why would yeah. you do that? Oh, that That's was going around the other. We, we talked about that with. We talked um, about that last week, right? Yeah, with Ron Babcock. Yeah. In uh, the video of Tom Cruise uh, confronting. Have you seen Tom Cruise get squirted with the, the squirting microphone on the red carpet? Yeah. Yeah, and he confronts the guy who did it, and he just dresses him down. Yeah. And the guy just shrinks into a hole. You're a jerk. It's really one of those You're times where Cruz handled it as perfectly as could yeah. be. Of Just like, so, you know, I come out here, I'm trying to look nice, I'm doing this for the show. Like, why serious? Yeah. As a human being, why would you do this to somebody? And what's great is the, so moment, great. Is the moment where everybody comes to tackle that guy, and he goes, no, 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 no. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah. Like, he, he wants yeah. his face off with of that guy. This. Like, <laughs> Right. 
I gave you my time. Yep. I answered your <laughs> question. And then he shakes his hand at the very end. And, you know, it's it's like there's that, there's that, is he going to kill him? Is Tom Cruise going to kill him? Because oh. the rest of us would want to. Yeah. The at best that moment. moment. Quick, quick, you know, right in the middle of the, <laughs> middle of the hand there to the throat. Look, quick, bang, you know, you take him right <laughs> <laughs> the best moment of that whole video is the very end when the when the guy who squirted him walks away and Tom just turns to the to the crowd and just gives him that big smile. Yeah, like, gives hey, that. Tom, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, hey, I'm Tom. And, he, and he's immediately back into walking <laughs> the carpet like nothing had ever downshift right into. Yeah, this has got to be your favorite time of year, right? Because he's in Tom. full on promotional guy mode. He's out there promoting the shit out of Edge of Darkness. Yeah. He did three premieres, I think, in one day, wow. and then went on Jimmy Kimmel. That's crazy. <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, uh, as you said, he's the last movie star. I mean, he's a. He's I think a, so. He's a real, I mean, and he's been making movies, obviously, since 1980, yeah. and he is still a huge star. And he doesn't, he's not even, he's not, you know, playing a, against his age or anything. He can be this age and be this soldier, you know, and I, th I think it's just amazing. He just, I mean, how many bad movies has Tom Cruise made? Somebody was making fun of him on Facebook, and I was like, how many bad movies has he made? Two? Cocktail, well, here's the Valkyrie. Thing. But Cocktail, even that, Valkyrie. though. Even Percentage-wise? Five, <laughs> four, yeah. four percent. Right. But you've never seen a movie that was bad because of Tom Cruise. Never. No. You've never said, well, uh, too bad Tom wasn't. You know, yeah, he's never like. If Tom wasn't bad. in that, it would have been a good movie. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You usually say at least Tom Cruise was in that movie. At least I got to see Tom Cruise. And you know, and Doug Liman, with I think his meticulousness in his movies, this 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 one is like ripe. For having a lot of fun at this at this formula at this premise, and you know they're going to save the day at the end. You know one guy is actually going to make a difference to make this entire alien invasion go down. How does that happen? <laughs> I gotta go and find out. Yeah, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see the shit out of this. I mean, yeah, totally. and this weekend probably. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Although, will with Tom Cruise wearing all that uh, gear, will the, will he be running like he always does in his movies? Yeah. He can is, he run that much with all that gear? He is one of the best on screen runners. He really but is. He, but he can't <laughs> use he can't assume his uh, classic the firm running oh. style because of this mech suit yeah. that he's wearing. Yeah. Mission Impossible yeah. Four. He damn near outran the sandstorm. Seriously, I thought he was going, I thought he was going Seriously. to. Seriously, I thought he was going no to. No easy feat. I've always wanted to do a compilation of him just running because that man yeah. got to <laughs> put them there. down. If man. you're gonna do it, you got to do it in in location from east to west so it actually looks like he's going around <laughs> the globe <laughs> he's running in last samurai right. he runs over through europe yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah now my favorite thing is, is seeing a, a movie in an atmosphere or with people who are gonna accentuate that so lee i do have to see <laughs> this movie with you yes uh, yeah, we got to make a thing yeah oh. well we're recording uh, another show on sunday let's go sunday maybe yeah maybe after the show yeah or, or before or before. Yeah, we'll see. Is it Sunday or Saturday? We'll figure that out later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure out our schedule right now. Uh, all right, so next up, a film that is breaking Fandango's romance film pre-sale records. A pretty great and horribly specific achievement. Get ready to get cancer. It's The Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> Shailene Woodley is back in The Fault in Our Stars, and with her short hair, she looks all Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains. Ben, you're supposed to be in bed by 9 o'clock. I was. Nobody said anything about how I'm going to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that was a really ineffective way to begin with that crappy <laughs> clip. <laughs> All right, can I reset this preview? Oh, God. No, no, no. This is a love story. I can't edge of tomorrow this whole thing? Damn no, it. No, this is a love story. Uh, now, we still have a few weeks until Michael Bay's Transformers Age of Extinction with Mark Wahlberg. So until then, I guess we'll just have to learn a little bit about life, love, in another episode of Counter Programming. Counter -programming.
Enter programming. Oh, I thought we were all supposed to yell. <laughs> we were. You can't counter programming enough. People need to know this is not Edge of Darkness. Because with Spider Man, Godzilla's, and Robo Tom Cruise is running rampant in our theaters, the chore of saving the day for lovesick teens falls to X Men, The Fault in Our Stars. In what could also be the title of a fantastic Neil deGrasse Tyson documentary, The Fault in Our Stars, Shailene Woodley plays Hazel Lancaster, a cancer patient who uh, attends a support group where she meets Augustus Waters, who was also clearly named by a writer. He's played by <laughs> Ansel Elgort. Okay, maybe Augustus Waters isn't such a weird name. I look forward to when Elgort throws the one ring into the fires of Mordor. <laughs> cancer. We're so sorry, Ansel Elgort. What? I don't know. We're so sorry, but we have uh, He's got a theme. Wow. What? <laughs> Someone else with a theme song on their phones anytime someone calls them. <laughs> Cancer. Boy, as if teenage angst wasn't enough to sideline you from ages 13 to 19. The two attractive, quick-witted youths strike up, a, strike up a relationship, which Hazel is pained to deepen because of her fatalistic view of their conditions. Finally, she gives in, allowing the two to find love, only to have Augustus's condition worsen. Mm. It's only then that Hazel discovers the time flux matter transference <laughs> machine and goes back in time to save him. <laughs> Or maybe I just made that up to make it seem like a summer movie. Charlene Woodley is best known for her breakthrough in Alexander Payne's The Descendants and was recently seen in the sci-fi franchise in the making, Divergent. Here she dons a pixie haircut in order to play someone who's had chemotherapy and also to get me to pay much more attention to her. And Ansel Elgort is a guy who's in this also. Lee, is this a real movie? Well, Paul, let's just say they had me at based on a best-selling novel. And of course it is. <laughs> and not only is this a movie based on a book, but it's a movie based on a book about a book, sort of. Ooh. See, one of the major plot points is the promise Augustus makes to Hazel to take her to Amsterdam to meet the author of her favorite book. Right. Two cancer patients head off to Amsterdam to meet an author. <laughs> it's actually based on a book by Chicago author John Green, a friend of the show, whose best work is said to be the article he wrote on the sketch comedy troupe Schadenfreude in the Chicago Sun-Times before their 2002 Chicago Improv Festival show, according to a source in the room who wrote this line. <laughs> okay, so we've determined that it's about two young people. It's based on a book, specifically young adult fiction. So which one of these kids is a vampire? Well, this is one of those feel-good movies with not a whole lot uh, to feel good about, actually. Mm. Uh, a couple of people, pretty people, dying of cancer. So maybe the thing to feel good about it is, hey, at least it's not you. So if you're wondering to yourself, hey, these two actors look really familiar, well, that's because they look like one another. But also because they starred in the movie Divergent together. So apparently Divergent gives you cancer. The oxygen tube is used to tell them apart. Ah, thank you. Now, sure, he's committing to a woman who's dying. It's easy to profess eternal love to a woman you won't have to spend the rest of your life with. If you wield some chicken and iron lung up to the altar, heck, I'd even say I do. You're going to have to love and honor me for about 30 seconds. You can't handle that? This film wow. better be good. Can <laughs> all the girls just turn off the, the show? Yes. It's a joke. This is what happens when Karen's gone. <laughs> Man show! <laughs> this film better be good, or the creative critics out there will have a field day. The fault with our stars is that this movie doesn't have any. Stars, that is. Faults, on the other hand, it's got plenty. Boom. 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's the blogs chiming in. How many blogs are on Rotten Tomatoes? How does that work? I thought Rotten Tomatoes was a blog. It's its own thing, right? It culls. No, yeah. It's, it's an a, aggregate. 
It does. Both Boy, I would have told you one of those dumb things when the internet first came out and there was a site called Rotten Tomatoes. That would be the last one that would still be around. That would be like the Ask Jeeves of movies. I can't <laughs> believe the tomatoometer is how people tell whether a movie's <laughs> fucking good or not. I hate that site so much. I hate everybody on it, even the mainstream critics. They drive me nuts. We have a surprise for you, Adam. Next week's guest is the creator of Rotten Tomatoes. Right. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to deliver my lines as poorly as I did in this one for Johnny him. Tomato. <laughs> Johnny Tomato. <laughs> Johnny Tomato. <laughs> this movie was tough to tomato. Lord, Johnny yeah. Tomato. Tough lines. It's so weird. They didn't even develop Rhino. Shut up. You're so dumb. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> it's called a bookend. Yeah. yeah. Stupid tomatoes. Sorry. That's my most recent gripe. Uh, so, so this is a movie. Uh, what else are we doing on the show? Okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, this is a. We yeah. don't know th- anything about this book or the movie. That it's based on, but we do know that she is crazy. Who the character? Shailene or Woodley. the person? Did you hear the thing about she said about she likes to give an hour of sunshine to her vajayjay every day? All right, where where does she live? Please go on. Please go on. <laughs> you didn't hear about this? No. So this some interview that she put it was all the rage like two months ago, and I was like, I that can't, she can't possibly really think that she's just trying to get men to go see Divergent. I don't know. I'm like, uh, why on earth so wait, would you say something so like wait, that? So wait, she she she. Just tans her vagina. She believes that, yes, that women should tan their vagina and that it will give them energy, as I recall. But she also does things like she eats clay because she thinks it's good for her digestive system. She's got lots of reasoning behind it. I am not a medical professional. I cannot say that she shouldn't do any of these things. However, I can tell you there are a number of men that stand directly on the other side of her fence and try and jump up and down and see what's going on. (laughs) I would love to watch her tan that thing. Just out sunning the coos, chomping on some Play-Doh, huh? Exactly. She's got the short hair I'm in. I I think you taped the uh, child actor awards ceremony once, and she was probably about 11. So this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> that was an awkward it's segue all coming all out of that conversation. Highly awkward for me. You were professionally <laughs> taping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there were a number of people there. <laughs> okay. All right, I was going to say. <laughs> we, need Karen, we need Karen back drastically. <laughs> uh, this, Yeah, this apparently is a huge book, and the, people are, the kids are it's already a buying tickets. Of novels. They had things like... Is it? No. Meet the no? cast. No, this is not. And a bunch of people... I get, took a guess. Well, that means somebody dies. You're yeah. thinking of Divergent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they've had things where he, the stars are going to be here, and all they, they come out, and, the, and you know, like they did for Justin Timberlake or something. And stars come out and wave, and they did little like pre-screening things. Yeah. I do uh, think okay. it's odd that the two of them are in this movie again after Divergent. Are they trying to do a, a David Spade, Chris Farley-type team up here? Are they trying to set a trend or something? I'm guessing it was their management company that produced this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. That's <laughs> Yeah, but of course I wouldn't have known that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Ansel Elgort. No, I didn't see Divergent, and I don't know Ansel Elgort. Where's that name come from? Hollywood. Europe. <laughs> I mean, that's a you, right? I, mean. I don't know, but I want him and Benedict Cumberbatch to have a name off. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Name off. All right, listen, one thing we haven't talked enough uh, about on the show in the one year we've been doing it oh, is uh, horror movies. So after a quick 10-second break, we're going to change that as we welcome in our guest, Ray Scalacci. So hey. hang on tight, and, uh, and we'll be right back with him. Nice. Everyone who owned a piano learned how to play this one. <laughs> yep. Oh, what a simple score. So perfect. Oh. 
and we are back <laughs> with our guest. He is a writer for TheMovieGuys.net and horror aficionado. Also a film presentation coordinator for the Phoenix Film Festival, where we had a blast back in April. Ray Scalacci, everybody. Hey, yeah. Scalacci. Thank you. How are you, sir? Good, good. How are you? You've brought some horror artifacts with you. Yes, I have. Um, this is actually the artifact. City of the Dead, which is in America, is called Horror Hotel. And it is an amazingly great Christopher Lee movie. Very gothic, very spooky, uh, having to do with witches and covens and such. See, he, he's an oven of witches? <laughs> he knows City of the Dead. Yeah. He's an authentic horror guy. Wait, Some, let me show you just how much as well, if I may. Yeah. And oh, yeah. This, this is, is played better to the YouTube <laughs> yeah, viewers. Yeah. We got to, props. This is a jacket from his the bowling crew league, I think. Of the, yeah, it's got Ray right on it there. Yeah. What? It's a got jacket his name on it. From yeah. the thing, John, John Carpenter. John Carpenter's the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was your involvement with that? I worked with the special effects people. I was That's kind of amazing. the runner. That's awesome. Did that. Very cool. No, what was cool was actually meeting up with Rob Bottin and shaking his hand for the first time. He was the special effects man. Yeah, yeah. And he had all this goo and stuff on his hand when I shook it. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. But you're like, no, that's the way I wanted to meet you. That's very Absolutely. cool. Right? Very if you're going to cool. meet yeah. him or you're going to meet, uh, who's the werewolf in London? Uh, yeah. Uh, but Rick Baker. Rick yeah. Baker. Yeah, yeah you yeah. want him to have blood on him or something. Or something. Exactly. You know, pulling <laughs> flesh out of his teeth. <laughs> I will never wash this hand again, <laughs> which explains no. our handshake earlier, right? Wait, who Rick did? Did Rick? Who did American Werewolf in London? Rick Baker. That was Rick Baker. Okay, Rick did the American Eagles? Werewolf in London, but oh, who was that? The Howling. Rob did the Howling. Oh, okay. I think that's and correct. And that yeah. pissed off Rick because he was just getting American Werewolf started, had all the ideas, had everything going. And then Rob beat him to it with the howling, uh, and it was like, uh, no, this is bullshit. No. <laughs> but but uh, Rick Baker got way more famous. Like, oh, yeah. All the press releases for that, and a special Oscar, I think. And, right? Yeah, he stood the test. If of not time a special, well. then he's probably won some regular ones, too. I mean, but I don't did know he do Nutty say, Professor or something? Yeah, like that? I think he's he been bet. nominated an absurd amount of times, hasn't he? For like nine times or something like that. He has, he has. But nine Rob times. also went on to do some phenomenal stuff himself. Robocop? Yeah. Robocop, yeah. yeah. Total Recall, maybe? From Beyond? Yeah. Is that no, him? he didn't do From Beyond. He didn't? No. Okay. no. That was way before his time, actually. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, one of the things Ray wrote about for themovieguys.net was a play that happened here in town, directed by Stuart Gordon, who I guess yes. directs local, locally here in L.A. Uh, Stuart quite did, often. Yeah. Stuart uh, is really famous for H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator yeah. and also H.P. Lovecraft's uh, From Beyond. Two great cult horror classics. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're fantastic. And he's done other films, but they just have not as been as popular. But everybody tells me they're just as good. I haven't seen King of the Ants, which everybody talks about. <laughs> Robot Chucks. <laughs> Robot Chucks. <laughs> yes. Is that Stuart which Gordon? I, I yeah. 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 But I, I don't even know if Robot Chucks is uh, available on DVD or Blu-ray. I, know I saw it on a VHS many moons ago. Okay, VHS. Yeah. And it's so sad because there's so many films like that still... You know, not have made it to DVD. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. You know, Q the Winged Serpent? Is that? Stuart that's Gordon? available, yes. Is that, that's Stuart Gordon. Right? That wasn't Stuart Gordon. No, no that's not? Oh, no. Who am that I was, of? Um, oh, God, I can't think of the guy. Jamie? Name. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me crazy when you can't, you know, in this yeah. stage of Blu ray that you can't find some of these classic horror stuff or classic anything, even on well, DVD. It, it drives what, me nuts. And what is sad is that. Okay, you go to these conventions, horror conventions or whatever, mm -hmm. and buyer beware. 
because I've done it twice and I've said I'm never going to do it again. There's always some guy out there, some schmo that's got like 10 crates of DVDs that yeah. you've gone, oh my God, I've always wanted to see this, you know, yeah. and it's his ripped off version third time fourth time right. out of a vhs, out of a VHS. Yeah. and it's exactly. horrible yeah, camera pointed at the tv oh my yep. god yeah. so d just don't q, q, q the winged yeah. serpent q, the quetzalcoatl There's larry larry cohen <laughs> larry, that larry cohen yeah, that's larry right cohen. Yeah. i get i get him confused uh -huh. as Stuart gordon sometimes yeah. yeah yeah we were talking about hammer films there's a like most of the hammer library you cannot find on dvd you it's, can it's, it's, it's crazy you, no you can but you gotta pay through the nose Is, am i i mean i've been missing out on them where, where you, you, go on Amazon, you go on Amazon, you go on Amazon, I'm trying to think of the name of the studio, uh, but one of the studios had the rights to it, and they stopped printing them out, and uh -huh. they had these double features of hammers. Uh, uh -huh. One of my favorites is uh, The Devil Rides Out with Christopher Lee, right. and they want $44 for that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Just more than a brand new Blu-ray. <laughs> $44 or higher, and that's not on a Blu-ray. Yeah. But some company just bought all the rights to Hammer, and they're slowly bringing these out. Nice. Uh, they just released on Blu-ray Dracula Prince of Darkness, which is an absolutely stunning Blu-ray copy. But I, I hate the idea that we have to wait for God knows how many years for yeah. all these things to come out. So, but there there are on DVD there are some uh, Christopher there's a Christopher Lee collection that has a lot of the um, I think it's Taste the Blood of Dracula <laughs> and nice. Dracula uh, has risen from the grave. He did that many yeah. Draculas. Yeah. Oh my God, he did like six or seven of them. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. And yeah. I think I saw most of them at the Cornell Theater in Burbank <laughs> when it was fifty cents. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. Ray is hundred and seventy years yeah. old. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say that. He's, he looks great for his age, but we're, you know, full disclosure. <laughs> Which would make him old enough to be Christopher Lee's son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> AMC every Halloween does the Monster Fest. They usually run a good chunk of those uh, Hammer films, or at least they used to. Hmm. Now yeah. They, now they go a little more Halloween Seven and stuff. But right, which is a shame because there's so there's such an incredible glut of great old horror films that people aren't aware oh, yeah. of. There's also, but I'm I'm not just a, a horror aficionado as far as old films. I mean, yes, I love the old Frankenstein, the old Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, Picture Dorian Gray, but there's also great newer films that people don't have any idea how good they are. I brought well, a couple I, of those. Well, let me just say a couple uh, where yeah, you, you're sure. getting those out that you reviewed for the site. I move, oh, on yeah. movieguys.net, you can find reviews of Big Bad Wolves and Backmask, both of which I brought up here and no one had heard of. Now, for Backmask, I hear there's a reason it's yet it's still unreleased. He's he's wor The director's working on that. They mm -hmm. There was some uh, disagreement with the producers. Uh they weren't happy with some of the humor, but he, he actually got them to believe that, hey, the humor re really belongs in this. And the, he being Marcus Nespel. Uh, Marcus Nespel, Who yes. did the uh, remake of Texas Chainsaw on Friday mm -hmm. the 13th, mm -hmm. and this yeah. would be one of his first original films, and you say it's great, so it's I'm excited to see it. It's unbelievable, because when I was... Now, this is a film that hasn't even finished yet, and the, the audience reaction, and it was a packed house. And it wasn't a packed house that people brought in. At least 60% was just regular people coming in to see a, a scary film. Mm -hmm. It was the reaction that I first saw from Evil Dead. Uh -huh. The very first Great. Evil Dead, where yeah. people were screaming, people were laughing. A couple of people even got up and walked out awesome. and said, I can't take this. And That's I went, great. I know this is going to be huge. I thought by then, other than a few sound, you know, uh, sound problems, I thought the picture was ready to be done. Hmm. But then I hear he wants it 
to even be more shocking. So, wow. yeah, I'm. It's and back masking is playing a record backwards. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. But from what I understand, they may be changing the title of that to the Exeter, which is the asylum that the whole place takes place okay. in. So that's that sounds be. like a typical genericization, like yeah. you know, the yeah. back mask that'll confuse the people. Right. You must call it. Producers got in there albums. and said you're changing the you're title. You're right. You're right. That's one of the. That's that was one of the arguments. So I want twelve I mean, nouns in the word the. Come on. <laughs> and big bad wolves. This, this is something that I mentioned last week in the show, or maybe the week before, that Quentin Tarantino called that the best film of 2013. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm telling you. Okay. It, this is a funny thing, because just last week, I watched a movie that was a mainstream movie with big stars. You know a lot of money was put into it, called Prisoners. It's a pale comparison to Big Ooh, Bad Wolves. Wow. I told my, I, I had some nephews watching. I go, don't waste your time. Go watch Big Bad Wolves. I'm telling you, oh, this is awesome. going to be. And they were like, holy shit. What did you put <laughs> me through? <laughs> is that already out there on DVD? It's, like, on, D- it's on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, okay. I'd say go buy it because yeah. it's that great. It really is. Now, what yeah. makes a great horror film, Ray? Yeah, I was about to ask is it just ghoul? Is it just blood and guts? Because when no, I was a like, kid. Atmospherics. Yes. Because when I was a kid, yes. though, we I was really drawn to, like, gore. Right, and there oh, was yeah. there was, I, was I wish I could remember the <laughs> toxic. I think Avenger. there was a movie called House of Blood or something that that my buddy Rob and I would go to the video store back when you would rent videos, and we're like, we're someday we're going to get that movie. Uh, Full uh, disclosure: Lee is seventy-two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers video stores, which would make him old enough to be raised. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's really sad about but, that? You know what's really what sad ended about up what happening you, though what you is just that, said, yeah, uh, I was one of the first people that worked. The very first chain of video stores called Video Stop. Jesus, really? Which is <laughs> awesome. My friend owned. My friend's father owned all three Video Stops. Wow, so that was crazy. Maybe it was called yeah. Bloodbath or something. But the point of the story is that the it just House ended. of Drip Blood. Yes, Color Me Blood. Yes, right. Return House, of the House right. of Drip Blood. And it wasn't that, but it was. Oh, it was. It was some some schlocky uh, B horror movie, and it was just an hour and a half of just blood. <laughs> like with no with a no, title like yeah, that, you want, a, that's what you want, my friend. <laughs> right. Sounds like it was made right. between '78 and '85. Yeah, <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. I, I rented Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, um, like when it first came out. Oh my god! On VHS, I guess, right? And oh, that's the perfect way to watch that. Yeah, I don't want to see that on DVD. <laughs> right. That's one of those movies VHS only. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the tra- <laughs> there was a trailer before for a movie called Death Spa. And I'm like, really? I, yeah. And now I'm sitting over there on my shelf. I, I went out and eventually found it on VHS because the trailer is just gore, gore, gore. gore. I'm like, what can they possibly do? Like, a guy walks into a shower, he turns it on, the water just blows his head off. Yeah. And there's like a stump and blood and shit all over the walls. I love that. So the this question the still stands, Ray. Can you answer it? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you know what? It's, it's Death really spa on Blu-ray. Spas. First of all, you need spas right. or manglers. Right, right. Or actually... In what Paul's saying, I have to I have to add that there's a new Gymnasium. one that just came out on uh, on Blu-ray called Death Bed that everybody's raving about. And Is it a bed that stalks people? It, it, it's a bed that after six or seven people die in that bed, <laughs> you stop sleeping in the bed. You just replace it. Is any, has anybody here seen The Mangler? I never yes. have. I read the short story. The Mangler is a laundry machine yes. that keeps eating people yeah. who get too close it's a great to it. Short story. First Stephen of all, King. yeah. yeah. First of all, it requires that they get too close to it right. to get eaten by it. But there's this detective who's just tortured, saying, there's something with this machine. I think it's the bad guy from Sons of the Lambs, plays a cop. And he's like, there's something with this machine. And he's just like got pictures of the machine laying around his like apartment and like torturing himself over it. It's 
the most ridiculous thing you've ever <laughs> the seen. The short story, I don't know how the movie ends, but the short story literally ends with the mangler going off into the sunset. Right. Like it doesn't, yeah. you, they, they don't destroy yeah. it or anything. It just keeps <laughs> off to kill more <laughs> the kind of into, the, into the horizon. So goes. look, Ray, if you don't want to answer my question. <laughs> no, 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 I will, I will. Nothing we're about tangents. It's very, it's very subjective. For me, I mean, because I, I get told a lot, my daughter absolutely loves horror films like myself, but she'd call me up and she'd say, I just saw the coolest, bloodiest, horrifying, yeah. you're going to love this, It's there's so much blood, Dad. It's not the blood, it's, the atmosphere, as Adam said, it's does it tell a good story? Does it tell an original story? I don't want to see a movie that I've seen five, six times over mm -hmm. and over again. Uh, if it's something different, the, these couple of films that I brought. Yes, what are those? Uh, this is. These are new ones? No, actually, last, what, last within the last five years. Okay. okay. Nobody's heard about these movies. Shallow Ground. You watch, you watch five minutes of Shallow Ground, you will not be able to turn it off. It's insane the way this movie, and it's a low-budget horror film done beautifully. Right. And the same thing with Dead Girl, except I have to issue a warning with this one. This is one of my movies that I walk the line. I, I get to a point where I watch a film and I go, is this really necessary? Do I really need to watch this? Can I view it again? There are films that will cross that line, and I can't view them again. I saw a movie called The Woman. Uh, Lucky McKee is the director. It's about a woman, a feral woman that gets this guy finds out in the woods and he brings her to his home and he puts her in a basement and he's trying to he, he's trying to save her. And the family ends up doing horrible things to this woman. It, it's directed beautifully. It's insane, but it's so hard to watch. Yeah. I was just, just like, I torture? can't, yeah, but not just torture for torture's sake. It has a story. It has, it just goes beyond that. And I went, I, I can't ever see this again. Dead Girl walks the line beautifully. The second this movie comes on, the very opening shot, you go, okay, these people know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a high school and everything's kind of empty. There's empty, uh, empty milk cartons and it's just the way the thing is shot but it's about a, a couple of young guys who are getting drunk they skip school and they go into an abandoned mental asylum <laughs> they're have they're, hey let's swim at night hey let's go to the abandoned mental yeah asylum. they're 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 trashing <laughs> that dog the place looks safe. they're trashing they're trashing the place up and they, and they run into a, a dog that goes after them and they escape through the uh i forgot what it's called the what is it, the, the little... Like the uh, ventilation system? Thank you, the ventilation system. They get into Always another boring. room, and they're trying to figure a way to get out, and there's a door that's like... It, it's they, they can't open it, practically. They get a bar, they finally get it open, right? And it's this room, and there's a woman tied Ooh. on a bed. And But that door hasn't been opened in God yeah, knows how long. You'd right. think this woman would be decomposed. Yeah. And suddenly she starts moving. Ooh, and the one kid goes, oh, my God, we got to call the police. The other kid turns around and goes, oh, no, we can do whatever we want with her. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, did you ever hear of River's Edge? Yes. yes. This is, this is 
Dead the girl. river's edge. Mm. That's so what this is. The and story it, of uh, of trying to domesticate a wild woman? No, no, no. It's called marriage. Zing. <laughs> bing. Boing, way, doing. Lee will be playing flappers. This, uh, <laughs> He's been Friday sitting on that Saturday. for four minutes. <laughs> I was, and I was debating whether I should do it. <laughs> Ray, shut up. I got this great joke. Shut up. I got this great joke. <laughs> Well, let's only take you to then, what is your favorite film? I ask this of every guest. What is your favorite film of all time? Florence of Arabia. Ooh. Wow. Great one. So yeah. you left the genre, one of your favorite genres, to just go to that. So what's your favorite well, no, horror just, movie? Yeah. There is no Lawrence of Arabia of horror movies, I don't think. Yeah. A horror I, film. And, and that's the thing. People say, you, well, you're just into horror films. I'm not. I, I no, love no, no. all sorts of type of films. Uh, and, uh, now, Lawrence of Arabia, as far as the narrative goes, is my favorite film. But... I look at, there are some movies that you can't even describe. They're so wonderful. I don't know if you've ever heard a foreign film called Wings of Desire. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Vin Fantastic. Yes. That is, Angels um, Walk Among Us. Yes. Right? It, Monologuing. It, it, you, don't even, <laughs> you don't even feel like a human actually filmed that movie. It's, it's just it's remarkable. True. Yeah. So, and I appreciate the hell out of films like that. But as far as horror movies go, I still feel, as far as narrative, I think The Exorcist nails it. Uh, wow. It's it's so funny because uh, Marcus, I talk, when I talked to him about it, he said, you know, a, a good horror film makes you believe. He says, and I never believed in the devil until I sat through the two hours of The Exorcist, mm. and suddenly I believed. Okay, something kind of crazy. Uh, full disclosure for me, not that I'm 100 <laughs> years old, but um, I've never seen The Exorcist. Jail. Oh, jail. Going to jail. Oh, there is a reason for <laughs> it. Jail. I was raised Catholic, and even as a kid, oh, I was afraid okay. that could really happen, and I was afraid to watch. Well, yeah. Yeah. let me tell it's you, still I, scary. Was, I was 17 when The Exorcist came out. My dad, who who's Catholic, my, you know, Sicilian and Catholic, it's the worst. <laughs> and he told me, he said, you were forbidden to go see that movie. And I was forbidden to see that movie for close to six months. And then uh, I think I was 16, and my friends wanted to go. And then when I turned 17, I said, hey, I could do what I want. I'm 17 years old. And he kind of gave me that real nasty Sicilian anger <laughs> look, you know, <laughs> like you do it, and I don't want you to talk about it, and I don't want you to do anything. And I said, okay. You know, went with friends. Oh, my God. And when I, it changed me. I walked out going, ooh. I don't. And, and the next that day, my parents were leaving for San Francisco, and I had to take care of my brothers. So I was in the house alone <laughs> yeah. with my brothers, right. and we had we had uh, what did, I don't know what the rosary them. beads you were holding the no, entire we time. Had, <laughs> we had rats in our attic, oh, <laughs> so it really messed me up, no doubt. Hey, let's yeah. go around the room. Favorite horror film? What's yours, Paul? I don't even know. Well, I think if you go with movie that scared me the most and timing and just who I love in cinema, yeah. like Steven Spielberg, Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Really? Poltergeist was just huh. such a theater. I mean, I was 13. Uh, I wish I'd seen that in the theater. 12, very, very different I I movie 12. for me. Very interesting that he says Steven Spielberg and not Toby Hooper. Yeah, oh, I, know. <laughs> because, I know. Because if you read because about the movie, it's true. That, yes. It's got Spielberg. Spielberg's thumbprint on it. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg. It yeah, looks like a Spielberg that. movie. It, it, know, you're right. Lighting yeah. alone. Looks it like does not look like uh, the Toby Hooper movie. Uh, it doesn't look know, like uh, Invaders it doesn't from look Mars. Like, or, it doesn't uh, look like Eaten Alive or yeah, Texas look like Chainsaw Massacre. It looks like Life Force, though. But anyway. What's your favorite horror movie, Lee? Um, I, I think my favorite is going to be. I have two answers. The one that I find scariest is is Texas Chainsaw, yeah. the original. That to me is just a it's quintessential, just, just unhinged freaky it is. movie. Yeah, it, it's so freaky. When it you is. watch it, you it think is. that to me that's the movie where you go, 
people didn't make this. Right? right? This, this happened <laughs> and it was captured. Yes, this was yeah. a documentary. But and that's also a movie you can't escape. You're like, I uh, want to leave. I want yeah. to get out of here. <laughs> you, you know what's a great little fact about that movie that a lot of people don't know? They don't realize? Yeah. There's no blood in that movie. I know. There is one There is a one scene of blood, and that is a guy who cuts, cuts his hand. Cuts his hand, yes. And that's it. The rest of the movie oh, has no blood in it. fascinating. I was that's so surprised by that. That's what makes Toby Hooper so great. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. But mm-hmm. my my favorite is Halloween. That's a, that's, and and yeah, I like them classic. both for the same reason. They're yeah. amazingly simple movies. No, they're great. Yeah, there's just you know there's nothing complicated about them. Yeah, they're pretty elegant. Yeah, uh, Halloween is a very elegant little movie. <laughs> w- what's cool is is that we all you know growing up with Halloween and we thought how original and how this and how that and I didn't realize that he was actually influenced by an Italian movie Ooh. a lot. And uh, it was called uh, Halloween. Blood, blood Red Halloween. Blood, <laughs> blood, <laughs> blood Red the Hatchet Murders. And Ooh. if you watch it, you go, "Oh shit! This is most like Halloween. Wow. Right. It's just wow. about the same movie. It, it, same thing with another movie with Friday the Thirteenth. Ten years before Friday the Thirteenth, there was a movie funny. by a very famous, uh, once again Italian director that did Twitch of the Death Nerve. It's the same exact movie. Wow. Oh, and, I always heard Bay of Blood was what it was. That's what Twitch of the Death Nerve. Oh, Twitch that the Death Nerve title? was the, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's the same exact movie. It's and you a go, camp holy and mackerel. A, yeah. 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 And it came up in Lake, the whole bit. Ba- and the same exact killings, though. That's that's what's my. Oh, book. like the yeah. two people through the bed. Exactly. And the whole, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's right. So it, it's, it's very interesting. But it's like these people, they were inspired by these, but they also looked at it and went, Nobody's seen these foreign films. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, can, I can rip this off. What? Just, yeah. No one's heard of Motown before. I can make this music my own. <laughs> uh, uh, the movie that I found images as an adult that stayed with me the most was Ringu, which is the original Ring. Oh, uh, yeah. Th- like, there are images that still are stuck in my yeah, head from that movie. Yeah, that was pretty movie. freaky. Um, that movie freaked me out. But uh, my whole life growing up, and there are people that will laugh, I've not seen this as an adult, and I'm sure it's aged horribly. <laughs> it's the movie House. <gasps> William Cat, oh, Richard yeah. Mole, yes. uh, Kay Lenz, George Went. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I'm that sure was a comedy. It's aged horribly. It, it was kind, kind of a, a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. As as a kid, it was scary, but there were yeah. also funny. Like I flippin' loved that movie. It's the only horror film that I, I watched it recently. On, it, it decently stands it up. It's Does the it? movie. It's the movie you remember. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it's. I don't know if like you still go. Oh, it, it still works on all those levels. But it is the movie I remember. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, that's. I knew all these. parts. I was happy yeah. to find that out with Last Starfighter when we saw that at the. Yeah. Beverly. I was like, that's it was actually better than I remember. Yeah. Oh, it, it is the movie I remembered. <laughs> What's yours? Friday the 13th Part 4. <laughs> I love Friday Final <laughs> chapter? Corey Feldman? The final final chapter. chapter. Corey Feldman. No. Oh, absolutely. No. Really? Oh, that, that was that pretty is a, damn scary. That is a Friday the 13th theater. movie that fires on it was all really, cylinders. Yeah. All yeah. 13 cylinders. They, <laughs> they quit while they were ahead. That's yeah. the final no, chapter, that was, right. and they're done. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's right. Although... And they got out. And they got no out. No more Friday the 13th Tom, movies after Tom that. Tom Savini effects. If you really want to mess with your mind, I mean, if you want to talk about horror and it's not narrative, but it's just out there and you just want to mess with your mind completely and you can't watch this when you're sick because forget it. Nothing beats David Lynch's Eraserhead or anything that or anything Alejandro Jodorowsky's done. I have yet to get through Eraserhead. 
and Holy I've Mountain. Never watched I have yet to get through most of David Lynch's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but Eraserhead put Naked you in a place. four times. I don't know what it's about. Like, <laughs> like just like Chainsaw Massacre, that movie is. Sh- they went to a strange world where yeah. all this exists yeah. and just yeah. shot the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't know how you create any of that. How you create this atmosphere? That is one. My, Talk about atmospherics. I know my my daughter, who you know is pretty well jaded, and she has she has two requirements that she goes, okay, if this is in it, I'm not watching it. Uh-huh. She won't watch rape. And she won't watch anything that with the harm of children. So she says, show me something really outrageous, Dad, something you think I can't handle. I showed her a racer head. And she got very quiet. <laughs> You're not my father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was like. Why'd you do this to me? Uh, I don't know what you just put me through, but I don't want to ever go through it again. Yeah. <laughs> Ray's daughter, 58, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's the movie that uh, uh, is the one, the, the first rated R horror movie you remember seeing in the theater? We talked about uh, it, rated R movies okay, in the theater. Mm-hmm. It wasn't rated. I'm, so, I'm going to say it was rated R, but it wasn't rated. And I'll never forget it either. Because oh. once again, it was at the Cornell Theater in Burbank. This is not a theater anymore, right? The no, 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 it's oh, not shame. a theater. It's, uh, my, my mom used to get us boys and gather us together and say, okay, which movie do you want to go see? Which movie do you want to go see? And so this one time, there was a double feature and there was Night of Dark Shadows. I said that as a safe note because I knew my mom would take us to see Dark Shadows. She thought there was nothing wrong with this rated M, mature audience, but she knew it was okay. The other double bill was... Night of the Living Dead. Oh. Now I'm now, mind you, I'm 13. Can you imagine how old my younger brothers are? Wow. So yeah. So she takes us and she says, "What's it rated?" Oh. And I go, "I'll call the theater." I knew. Right. I knew. Of you course. Know, I, I go, <laughs> so she, they say it's it's not rated. But it's black and white, so it shouldn't be that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Feel bad movie of the century. And we go in. The place is packed. We miss the first 20 minutes. And my brothers, they just, it changed their lives. I mean, it's just (laughs) messed them up. You want to talk about years of therapy. One, I can't remember which one. One had to go all the way in the back because he couldn't take it anymore. And my mother is like turning around. And she's so angry at me. She didn't. She just kept saying, "Last time, last time. You'll never pick another movie ever." Yeah. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, that's awesome to see that in the theater. Yeah, that was oh. really. Uh, it, it, I'll tell you, it's it's a very different feeling when you see something like that. In the and theater. you came in twenty minutes late, and it's still effective. Oh, oh yeah. God, Without, yes. They're coming to get well, you, Barbara. In yeah. Twenty yeah. minutes, yeah. all hell's <laughs> broken loose by then. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I couldn't. I, it it really exceeded my expectations as a kid. So you've talked a lot about movies going too far. You ever see Cannibal Holocaust? No, I have. I not. I've not seen any of the Cannibal movies. <laughs> and uh, Umberto Lenzi. I'm, I'm, is that who it is? Yeah. He don't see anything he directs. Don't really? see Cannibal Holocaust. No, really, it will haunt your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, you can't unsee that movie. No, they yeah. killed animals in that movie. Uh, like, did they actually kill animals in that movie? Because sometimes I, they say. Yeah. I mean, do you remember Faces of Death? Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. when it was very popular on VHS. Yeah. I met this guy, and he goes, yeah, I do some movies now and then. He goes, I was the guy that got uh, mauled by the bear and killed in Faces of Death. And I, went, <laughs> I go, what? He goes, almost that shit is, that's all fake. I go, you're kidding me. I go, everybody knows that's real. He goes, no, it's not. 
goes, I'm oh, alive. Oh, that's great. Oh. And I had no idea. Hmm. So it was all fake. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, wrecked so, my childhood. That's right even there. better. <laughs> How about so, Beyond and Back? Were those people minute, full of shit? <laughs> you mean the certificate that I received at, at the conclusion of the sh- screening to show that I survived through it? That That's all for nothing? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember going to the theater? You'd get a certificate that said, you successfully watched yeah. this whole thing and you're not going to sue yeah, anybody. A yeah, 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 it's a gimmick. That's like what William Castle That's not worth anything? Yeah, yeah, it's not real? William, so, movies aren't real? Wait a second. <laughs> is that with the conclusion? They're, they're about as real as the Kardashians. <laughs> that was banned in 41 countries for no reason? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just upset my certificate isn't valid. Yeah. Well, let's, oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, feel free. No, no, it's just going to be more horror. Oh, we, well, okay, do you have okay. too much? <laughs> one, one question. What's the, sure. the one of the, uh, for, for a, a cynical uh, cinephile, horror cinephile such as myself, I've seen a lot of stuff and some stuff doesn't impress me. Uh, <laughs> I saw the strangers and i was like it, 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 have you seen the strangers i don't think oh wait a minute uh um, tyler Scott Scott yes yeah, i did yeah. yes yeah. i did and i was like and it, i felt like i was seeing a movie when i was 13 <laughs> again i was like oh my god this is actually scary and uh, freaky and what's, what's really bad is when you're watching that at night alone ah! and you've got your you've got your surround system yeah and, and you got it turned up and every time that damn knock at the door and i'm like jesus ah! christ <laughs> yeah <laughs> for you jump I, off the couch that scene where he's just standing behind her in the background I, oh. I was nothing's happening. Yeah. She's just doing dishes or oh. something, and I'm squirming in my chair. I'm so, so uncomfortable at just I the, I, the blank stare you know of it just standing. Oh. I, I live for those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in film, that's what I live for. And, and you know, but my my parents think I'm crazy for that. All these years, they thought I'd get over it. You know, but still to this day, I, I love that it, when somebody can still do that to you. Yeah. And yeah. We're not jaded yet. It's still, you know, it's still happening. And like I have to say, Backmask does that. But oh, at the same cool. time, you you laugh and you squirm and you do all that stuff. And that's what makes that movie so great. Mm. And it really shows the power of that director because to think that, you know, he's been hampered with these, with these let's do a remake. Let's Reboots. do reboot, yeah. reboot, yeah. reboot. Yeah. And then he finally gets to do something of his own. And mm-hmm. it's so exciting. We just can't wait to see it come out. Mm. That's cool. Well, let's talk about movies that are out right now. What did you see this week? That was from those Rob Zombie school of, of making you jump. That was in my headphones. I, I just oh shit my pants. Yeah. What did you see this week? Let's uh, go around the table. Now, first, let's talk about what you reviewed for the website, themovieguys.net. Yeah, yeah. The big ask. The big ask. So A-S-K. we have yet to get out and see it. Uh, they had the screenings here in L.A., as they announced, but I went out of town. Last for Friday. Yeah. Uh, I flip and love this movie. It's on my list of one of the best uh, indie indie films that I've seen. Yeah, wow. it, it's wow. really, really high up there. It is just a fantastic film. It has... At first, um, and my review that uh, was just posted kind of talks about this. At first, I think it's going to be an indie version of The Big Chill. I mean, it's called The Big Ask. And it already shares two of the three words in the title. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's got six people on the cover. Mm-hmm. And then there's one kind of person in the center. And they're like, oh, what's this about? And right off the bat, it's like, we know that somebody has died. And that's why these people are coming together. And then, li- literally, it's minute nine. I looked and I was like, okay. So we got The Big Chill as they're talking about death. And then by minute 11... It takes just this, it hooks a sharp right and goes off in a direction of just like, I was not expecting this. Wow. All right. Let's really sit down and enjoy this film. And it takes this absurd direction. And now, they, now hold on a second. You say, just to explain, you say when it takes the right turn, that's, he asks 
the the women to have sex with them. Right? Yes. He so he's depressed as a part uh, of my the character played by Crumholtz. Right. His his mother died. I guess we you guys already talked about. Well, so yeah, but I just spoilers. want to recap for anybody who's right. just listening to this one. So his yeah. mother has died. Yeah. He brings all of his friends together. They get a house out in the desert, and then at dinner, he says, "Thank you all for coming out here. There's something that I need from all of you in order to make me." get through this period. I need to have sex with all of the women at this table <laughs> at the same time. His girlfriend, absolutely silent. She knows it's coming. It's horrible. And then to see the reactions of his best friends and their girlfriends, one of which he doesn't even know all that well, their responses. And then from there, the the true-to-life responses that people would have for this. And they handled it absolutely serious of this absurd request of just like, no, you're joking, right? I'm not joking. No, seriously, you're joking. And then getting angry because he's not joking. And how dare you want to sleep with this girl? She's my girlfriend. And what? And, you know. And he's also kind of the schlub of the group. So uh, it, it was just great, start to finish. It was just great. And Crumholtz is so he 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 delivers everything so deadpan in this film. And he's got so many fantastic lines. That it was just fantastic. It was wonderful. I loved it. I That's loved on it VOD. Start to finish. If you're not in yeah. LA, because it's oh okay. yeah. Only got about one day left by the time our show gets up on the web. Right. Is, is it not, not on it, iTunes? I think. Uh, iTunes, iTunes well. Amazon, yeah. and Voodoo. Yeah. And they've yeah. seemed yeah. to indicate that a lot of the humor is derived from the fact that they all kind of move on with their weekend, but he won't let it go. He is will absolutely <laughs> will not let it go. No, this is why like he that. came out. And then they yeah, even have scenes of him see. saying, are you a loser? Are you a quitter? <laughs> no, you're not. And he goes back out and he lets them know this is it. Like, it's just, and it's so well-crafted. It comes all the way around at the end. It's just, oh, God, really well done. I don't want to really ask you the well ending. Done. I want to ask you no, who no. he has sex with, but no. I'll <laughs> find out. Great, great, the guys. great, great, great. Right? Yeah. Oh! Yeah, did, did it give you any ideas? Did it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, it's funny because his character is a special kind of. Cause you do think you're like, could I pull this off? <laughs> and you start making a list. Right. Who would I want? What if my fr- if my friends pull this? It's like who would I buy this from and who wouldn't I? Because he is the least. He's. He's the lowliest friend of the group, you know? Oh. He's the one that people rip on on a regular mm-hmm. basis. He has the least status in this thing. So if, you know, someone is going to pity him to sleep with him, that's the one they're going to pity if there's a girl in that circle. So, yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Really yeah. well done. And one it. of the biggest laughs I've had in the show was last week when we tried to talk about X-Men. And uh, Ron Babcock and, and I had uh, booked Tony two comedians. <laughs> it just crapped all over that idea to hilarious results. Yes. But I do want to talk about X Men: Days of Future Past Let's because I think X-Men. it's the best film of the summer so far of the summer movies. That is a tough call. Captain America and X. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forget. Yeah. You, guys, yeah. you guys are going back to April, to beginning <laughs> oh, okay. of April, All right. because right. we feel that okay. the, the it, new the new summer the new summer yeah. started with Captain America. <laughs> Whenever Disney said summer started. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You can toss Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy out of it, and you could just leave it. Uh, yeah, Spider Man and X Men so far. But uh, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. No, I'm saying that's in August. That's in April. Oh. So those aren't. I thought you were already movies. declaring that. Well, that's a great movie. <laughs> that's I've seen it yet, but I'm going to tell you, it's a great movie. Well, you know me, Paul. And superhero yeah, movies. It's already. It's already the best movie. film of the year. Yeah. yeah. But uh but yeah, X-Men, yeah, of course. I mean, nothing nothing has excelled in in the way that that that, that movie has. Pretty impressive yeah. uh way to to jump back and forth between the two time zones. They're not doing anything too tricky by bringing no, in a not. third. There's a there's a crossover at one point that's interesting and I didn't expect and was fun. But uh most of all and I you know I I've brought this up with Star Trek and with other movies. I just I need to see have fun, but don't lose the importance of the mission. Right. So the whole time, whatever they're doing has this great importance and high stakes, and they get to have fun with it. They don't have fun with it to the to the you know to where they derail. 
the seriousness right. of the mission. So it balances all that very well. Singer did a great job of that, and uh, I dug it. The, the the fun they have is that Magneto is still Magneto. It's not like they because they've got this mission, this, everything's cool. Like they go back and they still hate that guy, and Wolverine hates that guy. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, it's 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 just that dynamic playing out that like Charles and Magneto are going to have to you know, work together in order to correct this error that happens. And, and the which is, you know, I don't know, spoilers or whatever, but uh, they're trying to stop uh, Mystique from assassinating someone in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and launching the Sentinels, which kill the, the mutants in the future. Yeah. If, if she does that, then they will use her technology to make better Sentinels, which will eventually defeat the mutants in the futuristic timeline. Right. But uh, oddly, uh, quite simple for how much was made of how confusing this concept was. Once they put Wolverine under, the story just takes place yeah. in the yeah. in the um, in the universe of uh, uh, the new uh, the first X-Men, classy first classy uh, group right. X Men. Yeah. And let me just say, they were only in one movie, and we had what three other X-Men movies with the whole gang and then a couple with Wolverine. But those are the people I wanted to see most going in. I'm like, give me back young Xavier and young Magneto. And they delivered. There's tons of them. And bring on Wolverine, the best guy from the future. So uh, it was like the best of everything. Although I I, I missed Anna Paquin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, she had a she had a, a thankless role. Yeah, yeah a little cameo there. Yeah. yeah, she's she's moved on to True Blood. She doesn't need any of this. She's like, I've had it. I go to Comic Con for a different but there reason. Was, <laughs> but there was a whole clip. Uh, I don't think it's online yet. Where originally she was in it that Charles, old Charles, and old uh, uh, Magneto go break her out of uh, Sentinel Prison. I I want to oh, really? see I want to oh, see that because and the oh. only reason they wrote it was not to to put her cameo in it it was like they when they brainstorm they're like I want to see just these two go on a mission and I do I want to see Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen mm-hmm. yeah. going on their yeah. own mission to to break Rogue out so I can't wait to see that scene and it's probably a good three or four minute chunk of uh, of you know uh, extra special features on the the uh, thing the that movie. I loved about this about most was. Okay, everyone hated X3, you know, uh, The Last Stand. And this truly, this was Brian Singer going in and saying, how can we make that film completely obsolete? Uh-huh. And he basically came in and gave the finger to Brett Ratner yeah. and said, you screwed up everything. We're going to take it back and make it better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love, well, I don't want to talk about the end. But, know, uh, okay. Uh, but there's great nuances for that, for that ending. I mean, with characters. I, I just like at any moment in the movie where the X-Men are just having a day. Like, this is just what the X-Men do. Like, the, the first movie and second <laughs> movie and stuff. I mean, some of these things are always restarting or sort of intro, introing this or introing that or whatever. But, you know, in the comic book, they're just X-Men and they're having a day. Like, they're just hanging out at the mansion or they're on a mission. Or at the very beginning, when they're in the, when they're in the future, when they've got all the new mutants, they've got Blink and they've got Warpath and they've yeah. got... Uh, you know all these, uh, the bishop, bishop, bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to see bishop and the woman. Uh, yeah, Blink creates the portals, which is a great superpower. Yeah. Oh, and a great use of them too. Great. The action yeah. sequences yeah. involved yeah. that were really creative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, basically she's like that video game where you create a portal. Portal I think is the video uh-huh. game. Yeah, so she creates you know a portal here and comes out there, and it's just great. You know, someone jumps at her and then she creates that, and then she creates a portal next to someone else, and they end up tackling them. And you know that's and what she sees, you always see from a different point of view, and it's it's really. A lot of clever stuff in, in and the stay movie. through the credits. Yes, I oh, didn't yeah. know what that was, but the more I think about it, I have a feeling we're setting up apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. It. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, No, I'm, I'm not. I wasn't familiar with that. Go ahead. That is who that was. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I and I would oh, like... is that a character? His name is Apocalypse. Yes. His oh, name yes. is Apocalypse, and he's an ancient mutant. I know it's an old storyline, right. right? Too. Yeah. From the, I had yeah. not followed any of those comic books, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, clearly that's Apocalypse because those are definitely four horsemen on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but were they, was that what they were? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's oh, four yeah. horsemen, and then I was like, yeah. so that must be Apocalypse, and uh, I, I I wasn't even familiar with the yeah. Apocalypse storyline. Yeah. So does that mean so, the X Men story then gets like way expanded now and becomes like some crazy? mythological thing or no it's just they've always had a past that's never been explored i mean there's ancient mutants and right. it's just going to tell a story yeah, from yeah. the way way past of oh, the okay. x-men we saw this, the future in this one and this is directly from a graphic novel right yeah they had yeah, a whole yeah. series it was a huge thing age of apocalypse yeah. and uh, apocalypse i think killed charles xavier which changed the entire timeline so all the mutants were suddenly different <laughs> and wolverine had his hand cut off and they were just all the. They, they actually released all the X Men comic books for four months in a row under different titles with different characters in them, oh, because okay. because mm -hmm. once that timeline was created, now the comics were different. They right. had different titles. They mm -hmm. had different versions of the characters, and so it's it's a pretty fun thing. I mean, it's really it's probably a good excuse to you know recast some of these people if they want to do it. If they want to recast a new Rogue or Wolverine or something. Quick tangent. Mm -hmm. Even though uh, it's different uh, properties, Hugh Jackman has said that he would love to battle the Hulk, and he. Would would love to be in the Avengers movies. Now, once again, different cool. properties, so it'd be yeah. impossible. But if there's someone who might be able to get it done because he's done so many movies, maybe I don't know. Mm. You know, yeah, it's pretty such a fantastic. Shame. Jamie and I were talking about this because yeah, it's a shame we won't see the Quicksilver that was so great right. in yeah. Days of Future oh, Past, yeah. fantastic in that's the Avengers franchise because of the competing uh, studio. That's what I was gonna say. Jamie's not on mic, so I could review the movie for her, and it's just Quicksilver. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Best part of the movie. Yeah. yeah, Quicksilver was a lot of fun yeah. for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. That that sequence is right on par with the beginning of X Men United with uh, um, uh, Alan Nightcrawler. Oh, Nightcrawler. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic yes. opening sequence. Uh -huh. You know that both of those are right. Oh, they're so. Yeah. And the cool thing was, and I remember as a as a young superhero fan, like like they, I've always said, like the Incredible Hulk TV movie from 1988. Like I was in love with that <laughs> because Thor was in it. Totally. Now he's the worst Thor you could ever have, mm -hmm. but it didn't matter because it was Thor. So every time, like I remember when there were very few superhero movies, like you get X2 and you'd be like, oh, Nightcrawler. I'm actually seeing Nightcrawler <laughs> yeah. for real. And this movie had like that for Quicksilver. I was like, oh my god, I'm seeing Quick. Now he's not my Quicksilver necessarily, but you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> all of our Quicksilver. He's all of our Quicksilver. Right? Uh, and then, uh, real quickly, we got to wrap it up. But Justin, you and I saw a million ways to die in the West. Yes. Oh, how is it? Yeah. See, I, I'm 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 really torn on this. I there are moments in this film that I I laughed out loud wholeheartedly and yeah. a, a lot throughout the film. But also, that first 25 minutes is really rough. And Ooh. it's just because um, I respect... <laughs> this is art. I respect Seth MacFarlane an unbelievable amount. Like, I really do respect the guy. It's but easy he, to respect he, him. <laughs> he has a lot of monologues in that first 25 minutes. And he is... Uh, he is challenged by having that in holding not your be attention. The lead. He it, it's rough because later he has less lines and he's fine because he is reacting. But you know that first See, twenty-five no minutes, talking isn't he great? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> first twenty-five minutes he's got a lot of monologues and it's just like, oh, this is really call Boris Karloff a cocksucker. This is really rough. I yeah. went to see uh, uh, a million dies, a million ways to die. In the oh, West. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I I tried to when I got there it was sold out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just confused the times on the internet. I didn't get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, everyone went to Maleficent. <laughs> Seth, I was hey, uh, am I am I wrong in saying 
I'm I'm looking at Seth MacFarlane the way he's performing in that movie just from the previews. He reminds me of Bob Hope, the early days of Bob Hope and I'll his old that. movies. Oh, I can see that. Interesting. In fact, I wish he was a little, I wish he was a little more detached from the film. The way Bob Hope kind of is, you know, Bob yeah. Hope's never like entrenched in a Meisner-esque way this into the story. <laughs> right. He's kind of just making comments. I would have liked a little more of that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it, uh, sadly for me, he makes a good film. He frames things well. Timing and pacing is all good, and the look and the feel of it all. And when it comes to comes to time to do something funny, I just never thought it was funny enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and it, too often, and maybe I'm an old fart here, but. He just was, there are times, like, I'll, I'll do one little bit. He comes home from the city and all this stuff going on to his house in the middle of nowhere where he lives with his parents and he farms the sheep. And he walks in and the parents just sit there. They're always on the rocking chairs, just sitting there in the rocking chairs. And he walks in and the dad goes, you're late. And he goes, for what? And dad goes, fair point. <laughs> and, I and I thought that was hilarious yeah, And I wanted more jokes kind of like that That are clever, that are just screwing with the genre And the place and time He'd like Anytime you can just poke the Old West I thought it was great And then occasionally they just have to have a guy shit in a hat So I don't know there's, <laughs> there, there was, there That was wasn't as funny of, yes. Yeah, I heard there's a little jokes. too much A lot Yeah, yeah and I, I don't think he needs to rely on that Based on what I saw at the Oscars He's a clever guy Absolutely. He does a bunch of funny yeah. stuff I would have rather he was doing more genre jokes and less of the gross out stuff. At but. the same time, uh, there were some fantastic cameos in that film that I, I did I was not expecting and I absolutely loved. I don't want to give any... Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess he can't. I, guess he can't. Wanna, I was going right, to say. Right, right. No, well, there are three of them that are really fun. Anyway, the thing to yeah. see is X-Men Days of Future Past. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Definitely. And the best line in the movie, Days of Future Past, I don't know if I should set up the, uh, the premise for, the, uh, for what, is what happens. <laughs> no, don't say that. You gonna pick all this shit up? Do you remember that line? No. Days of uh, Future uh, Past. Uh, I thought you were gonna say uh, "f you." Oh right. <laughs> Magneto, and, Magneto and Charles have this argument on the plane, and the the plane oh, right, starts right, controlling yeah, the plane yeah. and starts knocking the plane back and forth, so everything's flying all over the place. And then <laughs> right. finally, he and Charles like you know come to an agreement, and they stop, and Magneto stops shaking the plane, and stops moving everything, and it's just all silent. And if, I love that Wolverine's That's in their right. world, and Wolverine <laughs> just stares at Magneto and goes. So you gonna pick all this shit up? <laughs> I forgot about that. That, that was a great moment. <laughs> Once again, so them just you know that's yeah. his day. Yeah. That's just Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, it's just Wolverine <laughs> dealing with like, pfft. yeah. What are you yeah, gonna do? What are you I the love, professor? Of I love art. fast, fast bender, man. He's <laughs> I know shit, he's so man. good. All right, well that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys, on Facebook.com/slash the Movie Guys, as well as on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Ray Scalacci. Scalacci. Try the Scalacci; it's fresh. <laughs> What's the best film you ever saw at the Phoenix Film Festival? Ah, oh, got it. Okay, um, I gotta say it's a tie between a movie called Shuffle, which oh, yeah. you can get on. Uh, Pick it up on DVD. That was recent, right? That yeah, recent. Please do not read the description of it because it gives away one of the big secrets. Oh, no. It's a great movie. And uh, another movie that's just out now called The Retrieval, which is fantastic. Wow. Yeah. The Retrieval. Yeah. That's about uh, they were using a couple of slaves to find runaway slaves. Hmm. So they were actually using these people to capture these runaway slaves. Hmm. But they were also... They used this, these two guys to get a guy who was on the other side who was already free. And they got him under other circumstances. Just unbelievable. Just see the movie. I'm telling you, it's wow. every bit as good as 12 Years a Slave. Wow. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Shuffle won Best Picture there. 
Shuffle won Best Picture. It yeah. did not get a distribution, which is sad because yeah. it's... Look, this is from the director himself. He told me there, every distributor that saw the movie, and it played packed houses at all the festivals, right? Not a dry eye in the house. Everybody loved it. Yeah. The distributor said, hey, this reminds us of Frank Capra, but nobody does Frank Capra anymore. So we don't know how to market this. Forget it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what he was told. Yeah. I smell official rejection too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, the, the film fest had nothing to do with that. I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, the fest loved it. It's a shame the yeah. distributors couldn't get behind it. But um, thanks to Jamie Clark Yelvington for watching Woo! the board and providing stats, pointing out where we screwed up, and Steve Schultz over. for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. We'll be back next week with previews of Twenty Two Jump Street, Ooh. How to Train Your Dragon Two, and we'll be joined by a special guest, Andrew Dewitt. Andrew, we will see you then. The